and we're back for the finale of Bachelor in Paradise. Three fucking hours long. I don't know where my brain or soul is right now, um, but I am here in front of you to podcasting, that's for sure. And uh, sadly, Danica is still settling in um, at a new house, um, but I'm so excited for the guests that we have this week. Uh, you're going to love her. I saw her online back in like the early spring on Instagram when somebody shared an amazing like feature from US Today where she talked about how can Bachelor fix its racism problem and I was like what racism problem JK um but (laughs) I started following her uh and it's amazing she is a voice actor voice creator artist uh, storyteller and content creator, please welcome to the podcast, Joy Avudu. Oh, hey. Danica, Hi. I'm coming for your spots. <laughs> Just kidding, Danica. Take care. Moving sucks. Really happy to it be does. here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Um, Yeah, your Instagram is so fucking funny. <laughs> Bless your soul. I love, I love making people laugh. I started creating videos just over a year ago. Thinking, what? yeah, thinking like, let me try reels out. I've I've been making you know videos for longer, right. but to actually sit down and try comedy in a sketch way and make up characters and keep them coming consistently only uh-huh. happened just over a year ago. So over a hundred thousand people have joined me since then, and I've <laughs> joked about Bachelor included. So I'm really glad that it's working and that it's just making people <laughs> smile. I mean, like as you probably know, like. Anytime you kind of make some kind of content about The Bachelor, often it can go viral because people are just like constantly consuming that content. But you, like I said, you have other content on your page and I love it. I was just watching this one video where you had to like build a boyfriend studio. Yes, build a boyfriend was like a middle school dream that a friend and I had. We literally scrawled it down in a notebook and I won't, I won't out her on this podcast, but she and I were like, wouldn't it be funny if you could pick the pieces? And so to, to kind of dream storm that in seventh, Dreamstorm? That's a new yeah. thing. Ew. No. Like it. Definitely. Yum. Um, <laughs> to dreamstorm that up and go, what if you could build a boyfriend piece by piece? Like you choose mm-hmm. his head shape. We were like really immature then. So the, the pieces that we chose were gross. Uh, but to see that it's making people laugh in 2021, like years after middle school, I find hilarious. It's gotten to the point where I'm like, especially like the craziness of Bachelor this season. I was yeah. like, I might need to create a separate dedicated account for all the reels <laughs> that I want to make just related to this franchise. Like, it's it's actually getting so crazy and so silly. Like, I had a lot of Matt James reels that I wanted to yeah, release, a lot of Kenny reels I wanted to do. And I just, I just sat on it because I was like, you know what? The only people who get this humor is Bash Nation. So I'm really happy <laughs> to be here to talk about it because I don't know I'm that, I don't know that my audience would understand. Well, and that's why I actually also created the account three years ago was I was doing that on my normal account and it's like no one cares. And so I created the podcast and an an Instagram for it. And it was just like, oh, I found my people. Okay, this is good. Your home. Welcome. My home for sure. Uh, It is pretty. It is a a, bachelor nation is I I, the other day I I compared it online to um, an abusive relationship and no. um, it, it really feels like it because like the highs and the lows the gaslighting 
the like romance of it all you know it's just the way they make you question whether or not events actually occurred mm-hmm. absolutely that has been my experience too that time they had michael a clapping for michael a um <laughs> in the after the final rose i was like yo these people are really playing with my mental state right now this is not psychologically safe for me but i'm here anyway so speaking of being here on um on our own free will, not at all coerced. No, we love um, it. We love you, Vagination. <laughs> How long have you uh, been a part of Vagination? I started watching Caitlin's season. So okay, not a crazy yes. long amount of time. And that inspired me to, after Caitlin's season, kind of turn backwards and catch up mm-hmm. on some of the things I needed to know. Uh, the <laughs> paradise that followed was my first paradise. So yes. uh, watching Astrid and Kevin, Jared, Ashley, you know, all those, all those folks in their respective environments uh is what got me hooked i mean and why why wouldn't you get hooked those were really good seasons they were fire but nothing compared to what we're seeing right now (laughs) like there's a way there's a way that this season for me might have outdone any season of bachelor at ice um what's that one we're not talking about anymore listen to your heart the one we're gonna pretend never happened (laughs) And then that weird one with the like strange like orgy in the home that pad yeah, thing. Bachelor pad. No, yeah, I couldn't I even watch it. But there's there's a way it. that this particular season I think really delivered on reality TV in every way that I craved. But it also okay. could just it could be a factor of you grow with these characters, right? So yeah. this might be the first time where I actually did recognize like every single person, right? Um, except for that one guy who was with Alana, Chris. Who knows who that is? Um, This is the one one. time I recognized everybody who stepped up. So I felt attached. Like, I feel super attached, like Aaron. And like, you know, you get responses on social and stuff. And so it's just, it's really cute to have traveled with with the franchise for so long as a fan. I love that. I love that for you. I've, I've been getting a lot of feedback that it's, was a hard season to watch for various reasons. But like, what I used to love about watching Pip was because of like, feeling like I knew everybody and, I think I agree with you that I did know everybody still because I'm clearly so deep into it. I just think, unfortunately, running this account has also kind of ruined me a little bit because now I see, like, some of the darker side of people that it's just, like, not as enjoyable. Like, I hate uh, certain characters. I'm not going to say their names right now. Um, and I just – because I, like, watch them not be good in COVID. I watch them be, like – not speak up about the insurrection and i've really kind of like gotten into this like weird headspace i'm trying to get back into a place where i can enjoy it um kind of for what it is but i fully i I fully understand where you're coming from there's there's a point of separation where the people on your screen are entertaining right and Mm -hmm. like you you literally use the word characters they're characters then there are characters that you take a deep interest in and you start to follow, right? Especially on social media. So you start looking for, like you talked about, like, okay, wait, what's your actual opinion on Paul? Like, you know, who are you? And then I think there's the point where the entire illusion breaks and they go from being characters to people you were interested in to actual real people. And you just recognize that the, these are people who are sourced from San Francisco, San Diego, like around you, Arizona, like... Nowheresville, California, everywheresville, USA. And they're actually not, I don't, I hate to say they're not so special, but they're not so special. They're, they're literally people. And that disillusionment point, I think, mm-hmm. uh, it, it can bring a lot of heartbreak for sure. It really can. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of 
the beast that it is, I feel like running an account about it, but um, I'm going to therapy again so everyone can calm down and stop calling. <laughs> Y'all can relax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, wow, that's great. Yeah, Caitlin's a good season to start, too. I feel like that that was one of my favorite seasons for how messy it was. Yes, um, there's something that rule-breaking, though maybe overdone yeah. in this season, there's something now. that rule-breaking does to make the series really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm interested to hear a little more about because okay. So the theme of paradise this season was definitely rule breaking, right? Yes. Yes. And the concept of always before is people would say like there's no rules in paradise, um, but in fact there clearly are, <laughs> um, and a lot of people broke them this season. And it's and I feel like at some point. You know, in the spring, we were all seeing all these people hang out with each other in, in New York and in Nashville and San Diego. And we all joked online, all the like meme accounts were like, oh, this is going to be such a shit show because they're all hanging out and fucking. Like, what do we expect? And then this happened and everyone got really mad about it. I was like, but weren't we paying attention? Like this, we knew this was going to happen. Like you were aware that this has become. Yeah, I, I think it's like it's almost a little cultish in nature how they all date from each other. Like they're dating yeah. from like one collective body, which definitely seems like a recipe for disaster. But that's the kind <laughs> of disaster we crave. Aww. <laughs> so they really they were really just warming up. You know what I'm saying? They were in their squid game joggers just getting ready. Um, for everything that they were going to deliver us on TV. And that's exactly what we saw to the point where like, you've got Natasha sitting down. Oh, if you haven't watched the finale by this point, you better, you better go somewhere. <laughs> you better go finish that episode out um, because we need to speak freely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's the point where you've got Natasha sitting down, having a genuine, what seems like a genuine connection with someone and it's interrupted because that's my boy. Like that's too close. It's already too close. It's it's his boy to the point where he he won't even entertain anything. It killed the whole mood. Like these people are bonded. These like like, like Brendan imprinted on Joe type energy, <laughs> and and you can't get anywhere with that. And then you've got no. Abigail allegedly, allegedly, allegedly breaking up Claire and Dale. Like what? <laughs> that was the real moment for me of like, what on earth is happening? It's all too insular, <laughs> insulated. I would start dating elsewhere. There are many people on the show, Becca, especially Rebecca included, that I'm like, I see you beautiful souls. Connor, you know, date yeah. elsewhere. There yeah. there are uh, there are so, so so many human beings that you could choose from. That I would love to see you date, you know, like a school teacher in Minnesota somewhere, right? Where's that for Connor? Don't or even a celebrity like Wells Adams as you know. But Wells he is made a, it happen. Wells is, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I was like, wait, no, no one can date Wells. Wells is protected. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought that the theme of this series and this season was um, Wells, but I was wrong. It's actually <laughs> rule breaking. And I, the reason I say I think they over-indexed is like. Yeah, there are some unspoken rules of paradise. You're supposed to pull someone and have a conversation if you plan on going on a date with someone else. I saw mm-hmm. that broken or just not televised. Um, if you plan on giving someone like your rose, you can do like the date rose or the friendship rose. I saw that kind of exercised. But I think this was just full of like, not this person, this person mm-hmm. to the point where it got a little old. Uh, the aspects of like COVID, I think, is what really threw a wrench in everything. Um, I've been sneaking around girls, especially girls getting added super late to the game to the point where they weren't able to make any meaningful connections. 
I hate that for McKenna. Of course, I really do. Of course, it inspired rule breaking for her to stick around and be like, you know what? Okay, let me go on this date. At first, I was like, baby, why'd you do that? You know, you didn't want to go on that date with it. But then I was like, <laughs> if you watch that video back, she had no choice. Like, <laughs> she really did. He did not give her like, an out at all. No, at all. And then like he's like, so you definitely want to go to the fantasy suite with me, right? And she's like, actually, no. Yeah, she goes. I mean, she goes. Let's break this off. He's like, you want to marry me? And she's like. <laughs> I actually think that we should wrap it up. He's like, I can wrap it up. She's like, no, not not in that way exactly, precisely. She exhibited some of the clearest communication I've seen. And actually, if we want to give another theme to this season, I almost want to say clear communication. I was really impressed by some of the character arcs of folks like Thomas, Kenny, Mari, um, not always Kenny, but certainly they have At their- times, for more than I expected from a man uh, who uh, looks the way he does. Uh, d- d- way more than I expected um, <laughs> from someone who's with Demi Tia and now engaged to Mari in, in a matter of weeks. Uh, where certainly they stepped up and were really clear about how they felt. Like I heard Aaron name things that I would have never heard him name, you know, in Katie's season talking about, dude, I feel... You know, people are, are, are showing me pity. I feel embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. really explicitly naming yeah. stuff that I don't think you hear actually a lot of men, a lot of men name. You know, Thomas seems like he's definitely been to therapy. We want to talk about therapy. His language was straight from the couch. Like, Thomas is like, you know what? I don't understand why you're doing this. This hurts me. But if this is what you need, mm-hmm. I will wait on it. I was like, yo, come on. So yeah. big props to both the men, women, people who just like really exhibited clear communication this season because it was something like I've never heard, you know, in relationships before. And like even at times when it was a little um, not as clear as I wanted it to be, an example of like Abigail and Noah, they still were attempting to have conversations about their feelings and what they were doing. They just were never really on the same page, in my opinion. Um, and I guess that they needed to get off of the beach in order to find the same page. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I also think that's a symptom of the way the show has become so focused on engagements. And I, I was talking talking to a, a friend, and it really has started to take some of the fun away from it with how focused they've become with with engagements on Paradise. And it's like a couple seasons ago, it was like you could, in theory, leave the show dating and be fine. You could even, in theory, go to the proposal platform and not propose. Yes. Now you can't do that at all. You have to propose. And then now it's seeming like you can't even leave together as a couple. Like, I mean, I guess you, whatever you want to believe, whether Noah and Abigail were, like, forced to break up or if they just, like, broke up on their own. But it, it didn't seem like it was an option to just leave hand in hand. Okay, so I'm for the only, many of these people. I might be the only one who thinks otherwise. I feel like the characters, <laughs> the people that we saw on the beach this season just didn't feel there was no one who was in that spot. That's right. what I interpreted. Okay. I still yeah. think that it was possible, but if you really sit mm. down and break it down, Mari mm. expressed I want to be a wife so we know where she's going. Marissa mm-hmm. also I'm in love with Riley, you know, she's mm-hmm. weird, he's weird, they're weird together. Um, they absolutely fit. You knew that they were going down the aisle. He's so <laughs> dead serious about everything to the point where it's scary. Um, but it worked for Marissa. So God bless them. Really happy about that. Uh, then you've got Joe and Serena, who I think it was actually pretty clear from the get go how they were handling relationships and what she was and has been open for. She thought she found her person before she met Matt James. Then mm-hmm. she really tried to get there with Matt 
to the comfort level of being able to meet family and it wasn't it and then you know then joe so we knew kind of where she was going Mm -hmm. when it comes to aaron and james as a really funny exit point i just don't think i ever saw those two leaving i don't think any of them sustained a relationship long enough with someone on the beach to even be considering not just an engagement but a relationship like aaron had kisses and daybed hangs you know james kind of the same thing almost to the point where it like looks scripted like james is just trying to get by week after week so well and that was my like complaint the entire time was like they're not really giving any effort to any of the individuals that they're trying to date it was just like hanging out not at all or hanging out with each other which to the girls chagrin but i just don't (laughs) think that we ever saw a couple that was ready to try a relationship but but not get engaged i think it would have been possible had you given Maybe James and Tia more time or sorry, mm-hmm. now Aaron and Tia more time. <laughs> if, if they Stop. had, I really can't believe those bros are sharing, but I also can. Um, if you had given any of them more time, they might have got to that place. I also know it just feels like there's an imperative for Neil Lane to show off those rings. I feel like Neil has been bent about the way that some of the previous seasons have gone. Thank you. That man, Neil Lane, wants his happy and gauge Mens, and instead he's just got like a lot of thank you for sharing and i don't think that that is thrilling him so i think they were like let's show those rings let's flash them there were moments where i think it was during joe's proposal he opened the box and then i watched them cut (laughs) to the ring in the box and it wasn't the same stance slash moment like they clearly (laughs) reshot it i was like this is so corny but Yeah, to your point, I think there was a heavy focus on engagements. I just don't think any couple was ready to start a relationship. I think I think Becca and uh, Thomas. Uh, No, Becca left traumatized talking about I see Ari and Garrett in your face. Please don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Don't call me. And then they left in two separate cars. They're in a relationship, as I understand it now. But certainly on the show, she walked away. And I think, you know, if I can project that onto her, I think that was her trauma response of, she was so used to being dogged on this show. And frankly, she has been dogged. Like, right. And to be honest, I was surprised that she even went on it. Like, I mean, I'm fine that she did. But, like, I was like, your your breakup for your engagement wasn't that long ago. And, yes, you can date again. Like, I'm very much for that. Like, also, you were dating a racist. So, please move on as soon as you possibly can. Right. But, like, on the show? No. Maybe not. Maybe not on the show, though. <laughs> I always feel like two times is the max for anyone participating oh, in Batch Nation. don't let Nick hear you say no, that. No, Nick would hate it. Nick would hate me in general. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Claire Crawley, Tia, Becca, these folks are trying like three times across the paradises in their own season. Chris Bukowski. It doesn't feel right. It feels like that's where you really need to start hire a matchmaker you know like we're, you. we're talking about really eligible people but for becca in that moment where she left thomas like i saw someone who was really used to building up this like wall of protection due to what mm-hmm. has happened to her and when something actually amazing fell into her lap like she almost looked like she was in a trance like as she was in the car she was barely yeah. crying but she yeah. was just like she was saying really positive things but she looked like she had been hit by a truck like right she, there was a line that she was like um, he said, just believe, have faith in us. And she's like, I haven't heard that in the last two engagements I yeah. had. And I was like, oh, girl. I'm like, girl, this is the, like, if I was her cousin, you know, like, this is the moment. It's him. Like, I would have been jumping up and down. But she was mm-hmm. so shocked, I think, because she was so scared. So I would agree. Fair. I think but you try it once on your own season or on Paradise Cool. And then you get your own opportunity to kind of come in or come in as a bachelor or at. 
fine. But after that, it's time to hang it up. <laughs> hang it up. Truly. Truly. Oh, my goodness. Um, Let's see here. Another. So let's talk about. Let's talk about Kenny and Riley, uh, not Kenny and Mari. Um, I was like a little negative during the airing of it. I have had a roller coaster of opinions about this man. Um, they have landed on, I think he should be the next Bachelor <laughs> because we've never had something like him. Um, Who said? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Who said that Kenny should be the next bachelor? I I did because this was after um, the engagement tomorrow. No, this is before. This is a oh, week or so, so ago. Oh, so you like violence and chaos? Yeah, I do. And I feel like he he's apparently worth one point five million dollars, and we need a rich bachelor. I feel like again, um, one point five like, million not rich in California. I mean, you know, he's in Chicago. Oh, excuse me, boy band manager. Exactly. Um, and also, I don't know if you noticed, but I counted. He has hundred and twenty two star tattoos. Did you count? I'm, I counted. I'm really curious as to how you counted. Was it from the naked photo shoot that him and Mari did recently? Uh, no, from other naked photo shoots on his website. Oh, got it. Yeah, it was weird how they're both into that, right? <laughs> like, maybe they are meant for each other. I was like, that's yeah, just such an so, odd fact about them. Right. I remember Mari with the cake where she was like, uh-oh, and ah. spilled the cake. And I was like, okay, sis, like, you look great. I don't understand why you're naked, but, like, awesome. Like, F yeah, do what you want. Like, it just didn't, it didn't, oh, okay. I was like, okay, if it was a play on Kenny's nakedness, mm-hmm. I kind of get it. But then once you start to factor in the food play and both the moments yeah. where, like, both of them were just like, okay. I was like, maybe they should have had the naked date instead of, uh, was it Kenny and Tia who had the naked mm-hmm. date? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, Kenny and Tia, yeah. Yeah, those two were a match made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think at one point, it just was back and forth, you know. It seemed that sometimes like they may be using each other for roses. But then at the end, I feel like they are. Okay, okay. The problem is post the show, I think they're great for each other. I've seen photos. I've seen the, the naked photo shoot everything the video she posted yesterday was very cute but um his proposal was so awkward and he's looks like a bouncer um reject and he is like laughing during it and he's like can't say her name he's like mari pepin and she's like yes kenny he's like well you marry it's so weird they're like like, i've been love you dude like monster energy (laughs) come like be my wife or whatever i guess and let's try this thing out good job kenny (laughs) it was not like zach's proposal to taisha at all thank you but it was it but it made sense for them it was very authentic to kenny for someone who's never told a woman i love you i was Mm -hmm. really or even family members maybe according Mm -hmm. to his story I was really inspired to see how she brought that out of him. That's a good point. I do hope. I mean, yeah, he's 40 years old and, you know, that is. Do I think Mari has other options in life? Yeah. But I think Kenny (laughs) thinks that too. And I think they chose each other in a cool way. So I'm like, let me let my personal fandom of Mari, like me and my family always call her Mari the host. If you've noticed (laughs) across her uh, season where she was trying to go for Matt and um, where she's on the beach. Like, she's just such a host in every moment. Her, Damar, Wells, like, they each have this quality of, like, hosting when they're yes. not hosting. So mm-hmm. she became, like, a fave of ours. And, like, I still cheer her on. Um, you know, whatever makes people happy for sure. <laughs> whatever, for sure. whatever it is. Oh, goodness. Um, and then next up we have Marissa and Riley. 
let's talk about them, but not let's too much because okay. food, food plays literally making me nauseous. <laughs> I actually couldn't watch many moments of their interaction. It it just is not something I was going to, you know, let my eyes be witness to. That said, she's a super cutie. I think my worry about the Marissa Riley interaction is that that was her first date. That was her first time yeah. being taken to a sit-down dinner, yeah. as she expressed. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the admiration she expresses for Riley that we hear mm-hmm. comes from things like, you know, I wasn't happy with my body before, but you see me. I was abused before, but you treat me right. Like, mm-hmm. he is presented as the antithesis of everything that mm-hmm. she's experienced thus far. Wow. And I do think yeah. that that can be a blessing in a way, but it also is kind of mm-hmm. concerning to me just um, on an age interaction experience and, like, validation point. I don't mm-hmm. think our partners should just be validating everything that we don't want, right? Um, mm-hmm. That said, she clearly fell for something in him. And then with him, he's like, you know, every time I run, <laughs> you're there and you follow me. I was like, whoa, 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 red flag, red flag. <laughs> Red flag, red flag, red flag. People are also getting really hung up about the historic nature of mm-hmm. their engagement. Let's talk about it. We can talk about that. This yeah, token. So yeah, go, please. They are the first black engagement that the franchise has had. Um, we're both, you know, participants are black. And I mean, that's, in, that's how many we've had. It's been 21 years of the show going um it's a little it's a little concerning it makes me sad that we celebrate that like i think there are ways to celebrate little wins especially in representation something i'm deeply passionate about Mm -hmm. and for sure to see black people love on each other and dream up a family you know that's something i want for myself something i experience and would love to see more of on tv certainly but Mm -hmm. when we do these backflips and we act like because these two people were thrown into really a hodgepodge mess for black women on this show. I mean, we had Piper. Thank you. And I won't yeah. say anything about Piper on this podcast because mm-hmm. I respect Fair. my own reputation too much. <laughs> yes. um, we had two dark skinned black women in Chelsea and Natasha who were just. Tajwan. Do- oh, sorry. Thank you. And Tajwan. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweeted about them this morning who were all dogged out by either their partners or the way that they were portrayed. Mm-hmm. And then you have Marissa, who's not a dark-skinned black woman, um, mm-hmm. who was very desirable. Not to say that all the light-skinned black women on the show were desirable. I mean, Deandra, I think, suffered an unjust fate. Thank you. Where, again, they just kind of threw these black people together like, oh, Trey, Tajwan, I mean, you're both black. Like, it, it felt so. And then uh, Damar, let's let's toss him in last minute. I was like, well, and he missed Deandra by a mile. Like, there is a way that this franchise and i've been vocal about this has been so callous about the opportunities that they provide black people to find love that if we act like the fact that marissa and riley happen to find each other the word historic i'm like come on y'all we're not gonna Mm -hmm. give them that we're not gonna express that much gratitude oh thank you thank you franchise for bringing these two black people together (laughs) like absolutely not this is the bare minimum of what they should have done i would love to see Way more black contestants, way more black engagements. Um, the interracial exploration is cool and whatnot, but it's to the point where you understand, as especially as a dark-skinned black woman, when you're watching the Ed Natasha date, the Joe Natasha date, you're like, mm-hmm. I feel like these people are just being thrown in front of the black women so that 
the franchise can cover face, frankly. Like you're I mean, not, frankly, yeah. You are not throwing anybody in front of them that they would actually consider partnering with. And that's sad to me. So I don't want to diminish or take away how special and sweet it is that two strange black people find each other in Marissa and <laughs> Riley. Um, little cute, little weird people. Uh, adore it. But I just don't want us to get too excited to the point where the franchise feels like it's already done its job. Yeah, I think about that as well, the the praise that we're giving them, because we know that they're watching the online reaction as well. Um, You know, the reaction to Matt James' season was also just like so all over the place, but the way that they treated it like it was this most historic thing and patting themselves on the back when they were in fact forced to do it because of the murder of George Floyd. And it's just like, it it is, I don't quite know... Ugh. I don't even have the words, but it is just frustrating. And I guess uh, going back to your like your piece in the U.S. Today is like just having more. We need more so that there can be like a varied storylines yes. and not just sexualized ones no. as well as yeah. you mentioned. What you a know, man, like Riley a is a beefcake. Oh, and then and Riley, they, let's focus on his arms as he yeah. is on the. I'm like, what do we actually know about Riley Christian? Like they they did give us some time with um you know, him and talking his, about his parents. Yeah, exploring stuff. like yeah. fatherhood and I didn't have that and da da da. And right. That's that's great. That's that's humanizing, but we mm-hmm. don't need to just I feel like that's two black men now back to back that we've exhibited saying, didn't have a father, fine as hell. Like that's mm-hmm. not the narrative. That's not the only narrative that exists. No. Trey's a software engineer. I never heard anything about him, his dreams, mm-hmm. his vocation, um mm-hmm. except for, oh yeah, like I'm into Tajwan. Like we reduce the black men on this series so so much mm-hmm. the black women i think are a little bit of a step up into talking about their love story or what they like mm-hmm. or personality right everybody loves for us to carry the room in humor and entertainment but i would definitely like to step into those stories a little bit more mm. do you feel did you hear about how they have hired a black executive to be in the like the executive producer i did hear about that and they will continue to do little drops like that it obviously has had a visible change even in saying are you ready you know little (laughs) michelle's i was like okay i see what they're trying to do they're trying to get the black vote and of course my black ass is gonna be sitting down looking even though i feel like i want to escape the franchise you're so trapped (laughs) i'll be there i'm trapped you got some fine fine black men in michelle's lineup that i just want to lay eyes on on tv so for sure i'll be there so you can tell that it's making a palpable difference in casting Mm -hmm. in the production you know i feel like katie's katie was done dirty in her promos it's something that we as a a nation talk about quite a bit where she just didn't get as much um just budget where's the budget where's the creative vision and direction and you can see that when a black woman puts her foot in something as we would say like when she steps into something it changes so like there's been a palpable shift already in promos of how we are looking at michelle and how we're looking at black love that i think is really cute and exciting but that being said uh rachel Lindsay covered off on this often Mm -hmm. they are casting black men who Mm -hmm. We know, she knows, everybody knows, would have no tangible demonstrated interest in black women. And that's <sighs> disappointing too. So when yeah. we say, oh, but we need more. Yeah, we need more. But if you can't bring me more who would actually be interested in the person in question who are going to make these black women look like the powerful boss ass, soft, vulnerable, brilliant princesses that they are, like, 
just just miss me with it all like you can leave you can leave them off i don't i don't want to be lied to anymore mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think that's something that has inspired me to create directly and tell other people about my love story and my comedy too um, that's what i really like about your videos real quick i is you are just like telling a story through those like reels that i and i maybe i'm I, i'm not trying to just have like my white gaze on no, it no, but no. like i was like but I I was like, I can tell that you're making these from your, just generally your perspective yes. and your life versus like sometimes I make memes that are just like, oh, I know the, I know the population will relate to this. All right. You know? And I just, I don't know. I thought that was really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Like I make and center black love stories because that's what I'm looking for. That's what I've been working on. It, it is work. There's a lot to mm-hmm. get through when it comes to trying to make that connection, trying to overcome some of the battles that we have internally like as a community and i think like we've already you know kind of spoken about that at length at least internally as a community Mm -hmm. so what people are seeing are of course like really relatable stories no matter your gender no matter your sexuality um no matter your accessibility level like that's something that's always top of mind for me like how can i tell stories that are still going to resonate but who Mm -hmm. i center for sure and the story that i'm centering is it's my own heterosexual unfortunately uh yeah, sorry about that <laughs> yeah really really sorry about the card that i was dealt um it is my own pursuit of trying to find this this black love story so when i turn on the tv i want to see something that is just as real if not realer than what i've been yeah. going through just as healthy mm-hmm. as what i aspire mm-hmm. to and so like you're seeing these black leads with par- with people who are cast that are not interested in dating them and or just all of the mess, and it's like that's not, that's not yeah. It. Like you're saying, you feel like you're being lied to. Oh, it's it's like not representing you. And mm-hmm. then just to send, you saw Chelsea and Natasha left to no fanfare, right? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't super heavy hugs. Nobody was in tears the way that people were in tears when Abigail walked off. Like it's just it's very clear who defends who. You know, I was particularly mm-hmm. disappointed by Ivan, and I think a lot of people were this season as. A black man that, I mean, I personally thought was super attractive. Right. Yes. But that I thought was really family oriented. I loved being yeah. able to meet his family on Tasha's season. That I was so, so, so rooting for him to find some kind of love, whatever type of love that made sense for him. To see him go from something that seemed intentional with Yesenia to kind of floundering to now just like cutting corners out of desperation, right? Yes. Sitting next to Kendall, trying to, you know, give her like a pity makeout session to creeping around with god knows who from the hotels i'm like this isn't this isn't black excellence like you know that was that was sad for me to kind of see and i just feel like if you level the playing field where you give Mm. again like black people like really space to thrive don't just throw them Mm -hmm. anybody um but throw them people who are really about them we'll be able to see like a lot more meaningful stories so i want of course i want folks that i can look up to but i understand that people humans are fallible that's why i said we over indexed on the rules this time um aaron right. aaron's even like i think aaron's a little black he, he shared his ethnicity he said he was uh um, trinidad trinidadian yeah yeah uh, as well as indian and white it's like we've got we've got some really cool folks with amazing backgrounds here mm-hmm. that if we just maybe get people who are a little bit more serious <laughs> and start to screen for that then i would be really astounded to see where the franchise goes i mean that's things we have uh, I'm being obviously very obvious when I say this, but white people get the freedom to be heroes, villains, clowns, um, everything in between 
with success and where I see the franchise just either putting like the black contestants into like you either have to have the serious love story or you're the character like Tajwan and or it's Carl. like Remember or Carl, Carl? We and didn't even talk about Carl no we didn't. <laughs> and no one will <laughs> yeah and I, I feel like uh it's just I mean they're they're not getting representation in the following counts they're not getting representation in ad opportunities they're not getting a representation in like coming back onto the show as often um, I mean, I can't imagine what the DMs are like. I mean, I know for a fact that they're horrible. I've talked to people who've experienced it and just, so I don't know. Yeah, it's just like rotted at the core. And so at sometimes it's like kind of, when what thing, are we doing? Yes. But. <laughs> when things are rotted at the core like this, like a lot of people would just say abolish, like yeah. tear, tear it all up, start from yeah. scratch. I would be really yeah. interested to see a brand mm-hmm. new format. I mm-hmm. don't know that Michelle season will bring us much different than what we've already seen in terms of availability, inclusion, treatment. But I will keep watching because I'm addicted. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? We all are. Um, I mean, and there's just something to be said for like, we are, we are watching for many reasons. I think everyone has an individual reason for watching. And I know I'm making it sound so fucking serious, but it's like, we all do really have it. And, you know, there's we kind all of have our right reasons. <laughs> reasons. Yeah. And I don't know, there is something to be said for like most media that we consume is problematic and rotted completely. I mean, anything under the Disney patriarchy <laughs> white supremacy world is like, you're, it's, it's not that you can't create something that is good. And I think there, we're seeing that more and more in different other arenas. This show is just so, we have so far to go to get rid of the things. And getting rid of Chris Harrison was one step. Obviously not the final step. Um, if anything, we need to get rid of probably Mike Fleiss. <laughs> and, uh, I don't really know. I don't, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I want to see Carl redesign the whole show. (laughs) That I would watch. Hosted by Devar and Aaron. (laughs) Like, I just want to see them reinvent the wheel. Just blow it up. Give us something something wild and crazy. Like, whatever surfing show is happening on or around the same time. Give us something (laughs) buck wild. But no, I... I believe in the capacity of like Disney, ABC, et cetera, to really deliver on something revolutionary. They have the resources. They've got Thank the you. talent. Yeah, they do have, yeah, They've yeah, got yeah. the power. I'm ready yeah. for it. So mm-hmm. I, I claim that for this franchise for sure um, on, you know, however many legs that it has, but just on all future projects like this is they have a clear signal, especially on Twitter, on social of what underrepresented audiences want to see. It's not mm-hmm. just about diversity. It's not just about, we have an Asian and a Latino and a mm-hmm. black person and a white mm-hmm. person. Like, it's not this kind of four major ethnic group approach to representation, but really being mindful and meaningful about the love stories that we're telling because that influences the stories that people tell themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that the last couple of years have been really um, informative in the way that they are taking feedback, you know, um, back. And it's like, it's it's painful and it's like I feel like it's the growing pains of it all but they just you know they are taking some of this feedback 
from everyone who is screaming, no, that conversation was not done correctly. Oh, the way you treated Matt and his dad was horrible. If you do that ever again, we are burning it to the ground. So yes. it's like, and I think that they're scared and they're aware that we're mad and we're paying attention. And I don't think they ever thought we were paying attention and we are. So <laughs> really glad that they're listening for sure. You, you can kind see of. it. Yeah, yeah. You can see, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. I like I just want more. I want more beaches. I want more union leaders. Yeah. I want a season oh, that I was just that. as entertaining as this season. Mm-hmm. Maybe not three hour episodes. Give me two. But I was I was really glad about some of the outcomes of this Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And it inspired me to hang on for maybe just one more. That makes me so happy, Joy. I'm really glad that you are going to hang on because we need you. And I really hope you make more content that is about The Bachelor. (laughs) Oh, God. I will think about a Bachelor-specific Instagram account for sure. (laughs) Please do. I will share it every day. But also just like throw in a couple. Yeah, throw in a couple of reels about it. I I guarantee you people will love it. Um, Because like you did that reel where you pretended you were the second Black Bachelorette. And Maybe I was like, that's what I should do. Maybe just I'll like just... go through it. Yeah, like pretend you're on a, a solo date. Pretend you're on like a a fighting date. Or, I mean, whatever. Just like get into it. I think that could be pretty. <laughs> I'll let you know who wins my, my digital season. Please, I love it. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. And I feel like I feel better for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like talking to somebody who like actually enjoyed part of the season yeah. is like restoring my faith as well. <laughs> it's not all prom. <laughs> it's not all 80s prom. It can be nice too. <laughs> I love Aaron. Uh I wouldn't I had never actually been to the 80s. <laughs> Sir. Like, oh my sweet summer child. Sarah, he's so fucking cute. Um so, yeah, the, uh, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on the media, on the social media, um, mm-hmm. at Joy Ofodu. That's J-O-Y-O, F as in Femi, O, D as in dog, U. So I'm Joy Ofodu on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, Facebook, etc. You can find me on all platforms with my first and last name or joyofodu.com. I love it. And you will see, I will post a beautiful headshot of Joy. And it looks like she is going to be on the next season of The Bachelor with Clayton. But unfortunately. (laughs) Fake news. (laughs) Over my crab body. (laughs) I do want better for you. So I'm happy that that is not the case. Let's replace Clayton with Chukwemeka. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Jenna. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for listening uh, again this week and for making it through another season of Bachelor in Paradise with us. I'm not sure how we did it, but I think we can all go to sleep tonight feeling some sort of pride um, and then maybe call your therapist tomorrow. Uh, We will be back, God, in one week and a half or something uh, for Michelle's season, which we are very excited about, but fuck, I need to rest. So I guess I'm just going to get off the line and go rest now. Anyway, thank you all. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye.
and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.